This is a socially impaired podcast with Devin and Andy. Again, talking about Star Wars, and we just need to say that this is huge spoiler for the Mandalorian season finale. As I did read that the website Den of Geek got in big trouble with its uh, which with its listeners because of the way they wrote the article. It came out, uh, which I was telling you yesterday about spoilers. I started seeing stuff before I even watched it, and this one in, in general, like the headline was saying. There's spoilers coming up. And then the description that, that uh, Google auto pulled itself from the article flat out said <laughs> what oh, the spoiler man. was. And so uh, luckily I did see that after I watched it. But so many people were pissed that the editor of the website had a huge article apologizing to everybody. This is why I wake up early and watch the show because I don't want to risk it. Because I mean, I like get up and start looking at my phone and like, I have a news feed and, you know, whatever else. So, of course, it's going to pull yeah. in stuff that I'm interested in. So, it, I mean, it, it, it's possible stuff. It will spoil it for you. And, you know, if you're on Twitter or anything, any other social networks, I mean, I'm sure you're going to see people talking about it. So, it's like, nope. You either have to stay off the internet or, or get up early and watch it. Yeah, for as long as that, that's been around, I still don't even think about it until the day of. And, like, the first thing that hints at it, I'm like, oop, put down the phone. Oops, I forgot. I can't look at anything until later. So that is definitely hard. Being spoiled is kind of a weird thing to me because, you know, the your first watch is kind of like a spoiler, you know, because like it's going to play differently outside that first time. But I still want to be able to reference that first time not knowing, you know. So like while sometimes I don't really mind if someone tells me what happens, it's just it then pulls out, you know, that initial reaction that may change my perception or how I think about a show or a movie or whatever it is. So I don't know, it's always a weird thing. Like it, it's not like it absolutely destroys, you know, my enjoyment of it if I am spoiled, but as long as the um, content is really good, it's probably always going to be good regardless if someone spoiled it for me, but you never know. So I don't think anyone wants to be robbed of that initial reaction. Right. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that. That's why I don't like to watch trailers to an extent, but I guess it depends on the context spoilers i mean it's hard to work with but like there was there was another uh spoiler problem that apparently the mandalorian show did to its own viewers and i'm trying to look in in the the episode with uh when fennec returned you know the the sniper that's with boba yeah so yeah and, and i did see this as well and like they started that the recap episode by showing her and stuff so it's like Everyone was kind of not happy that, oh, well, that means this is the episode where, you know, she comes back and this oh, and that. And it's like, yeah, but they do that every episode, right? Like, they'll always, they'll do a recap to, sh- to bring you, but like th- this past episode, they did a recap where they brought back that lab guy. And so you knew the lab guy was going to be in there. So is that really a spoiler? I mean, it's- yeah, they do. They bring in like relevant information, yeah. right? I actually think they, they do a pretty good job. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. So you're all warned that it's spoiler if you haven't watched Mandalorian. Go watch it, then then come back and listen. 
Right. And I just spoiled the Boba thing in a way. But if you hadn't watched five episodes ago, that's your fault. <laughs> you already said spoiler before then, so we're good. Yeah, that's true. All right. What would uh, you think about it? Let's start with the, the big legacy character reveal, because this is the thing that's, uh, I don't know. I'm pretty, I'm pretty back and forth on this. And I ended up watching the episode twice to really make sure of my thought on this. But having Luke Skywalker show up at the end of this and the end of Mandalorian, I was feeling distraught yesterday after I watched it. I was like, man, this is, I don't know how I feel about this. And for the whole season, I was, uh, you know, we haven't really talked about, you know, Ahsoka Tano and Bo-Katan coming in and, and even Boba Fett. And I was, you know, having these characters come in, I was okay with it while it was happening. And I, and I actually think I still am okay with some of those characters because, you know, some of their arcs um, played out, you know, fine for me. But, you know, when Luke showed up, it kind of pulled back my thoughts on all of those characters because it felt like all these guys were sort of shoehorned in because this is, you know, the Mandalorian show with um, Baby Yoda. And I, I just don't understand, like, or I just don't feel like you need anything outside of those two, like putting these other things in there, it just doesn't, hasn't felt right. When Luke shows up, you know, you, you see the, uh, the X-Wing comes, flies in, right? And I'm like, okay, this is definitely going to be Luke. Yeah. You know, I'm like, that's the possibility. Like, it's like, okay, this, this is Luke, right? Like, who else can this be? And then, you know, once you see, um, you know, the, the, it's basically, basically just his a silhouette of him. I mean, you can, it's not a silhouette, but you can see him, but his face is hidden. And it's like, yeah, this has got to be Luke. And then you see, you know, you see his, um, his leather glove. And you're like, all right, this is definitely, definitely Luke. And mm-hmm. if I'm, you know, being honest here, like it made me smirk, right? And I'm like, this is fucking Luke. This, you know, this is awesome. But then as it played out, I was like, this is not what I wanted. This is not the decision to make mm-hmm. for me. Like, I was like, man, this, this feels almost like a betrayal to the Mandalorian show to me. But I, I don't know. What, what do you think about it? They had to do this, get rid of Grogu, baby Yoda, the child. Uh, from the story, um, so some Jedi had to come. So yeah, why why would it be Luke? I think I mean it had to be Luke because of the the overall story of how many Jedi are really out there. Which obviously, based on extended type universe stuff, there are more Jedi's out there. So I did have hopes that there would be someone else. I mean, it makes sense that it was Luke, right? And when he, when he came in on the X-Wing, that definitely tips off that it's probably Luke. Uh, I liked what they did with the security cameras when it was in black and white because you couldn't see the color of the lightsaber because there were rumblings about the idea that Mace Windu somehow was going to return. Right. <laughs> Which, you know, I don't know how I would have necessarily felt about that either, but. Uh, I thought it was clever that they were hiding the color of the saber. And I thought to myself, oh, we're going to see purple in a minute. You know, in the Star Wars universe, if a character falls down a large shaft, it it's, uh, means he's actually coming back. So I think that was the logic with Mace Windu coming back because he got pushed out the uh, uh, glass window, but then he fell down. But then we didn't see him land. So he could have came back. So Right. And the part of it is yeah, that is a shame kind of that they take that route too, where it's like death is never permanent. Like, well, then it never matters 
but but nobody ever really dies <laughs> i i think the reason why that was a, a rumbling is they or that they were hoping for that uh it to be mace windu is because of the open-ended part of the story where who saved grogu from the jedi temple you know it couldn't have been luke it couldn't have been yoda it couldn't have been obi-wan based on the story they were nowhere near the jedi temple so it had to been someone else and so it would have been interesting to even have a new unknown jedi uh, to come into the story as the person who got away with Grogu. Like, who knows? Maybe it was like one of the other younger Jedi or something. So that, that'll that stay an open-ended part of the story. But I I really wasn't that excited when it was Luke. I was just like, yeah, this is cool. And when he mowed down all the dark troopers, kind of felt weird. I don't know. So it looks cool, but we're seeing Luke in this moment. Like, was that a thing for you or was it? Yeah. Okay. So I think almost for anyone, it's like that, right? Because, well, maybe not for anyone. I think about it as if you never watched the other series, which is ridiculous because probably everyone's seen them. But like when Luke shows up, it's it'd be like, who the fuck is this guy? Right? Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's like the Vader showing up in Rogue One to me. It's like we go through that whole movie and then this Vader guy shows up and it's like, what? Who the fuck is this? Like, what is he doing here? Like, it doesn't make sense for the story we're watching. And that's my big problem with it, with him showing up here. It, you know, he, he comes in and it's like, yeah, Luke's coming in to save the day. Isn't this awesome? Remember this Luke guy that you've been watching for 40 years? You know, we're not going to like, we're not going to like tell you anything about him or make it like really functional to the plot of Mandalorian. We're just going to rely on, you know, 40 years of history and Luke Skywalker's like pedigree and, and, you know, sort of shoehorned him in here. And it's just like, man, like I know for the longest time, like, I mean, maybe even myself included, like wanted to see Luke at the height of his Jedi powers. Right. And him, right. you know, in this case, mowing down like a, a whole, like, I don't know what it's 20 to 30 of these like, you know, Terminators or whatever they are. And it's cool to see, but I just think that, because of uh, the the Last Jedi and Luke's uh, big moment in that movie, where he force projects himself across the galaxy, like that's like to me, that's the best, most powerful moment in Star Wars for a Jedi, and that's that's sort of the moment that I didn't know that I wanted, but that's what we got, and it just makes a lot more sense. And every time they make a decision to do something like this where, you know, video game Luke shows up. It's like, yeah, that was, that was mm -hmm. a way better route was the other one. Like putting him in here, just, you know, having him be like, you know, the super soldier. It just, I don't know. It just seemed lazy to me. Yeah. And I think that Luke, Luke's character, uh, as we know in the movies took more of the path of, uh, you know, why is Obi-Wan, which makes sense because Obi-Wan and Yoda were the ones that really trained him and, and brought him into being a Jedi. So like that, the force projection and more wise decision. And, and this appearance of him felt very, to me, it felt dark. And like, even when he's mowing down all the dark troopers, it just like the way it just played out, seems more angry and not Luke. And then even when he shows up in the door, like his dialogue isn't really Luke-ish. <laughs> a little stiff. I don't, I don't know yeah, if that's to do with the tech or what, but so I, I mean, I think that's the same thing as what you're talking about is how I felt with that portrayal of him as well. Like, oh, it should have been a more wise moment as opposed to a combat moment. 
But that's the weird thing because we're like the last time we saw Luke, you know, I guess it's in Rise of Skywalker, but I'm thinking more of The Last Jedi. But mm-hmm. we see him sort of make his final turn to, you know, sort of complete his journey and and realize, you know, his entire path in life. So he is that wise character. But in this one, what it, I mean, this is close to being after Return of the Jedi, where he's sort of, you know, he well, he defeats the Emperor and is, you know, turns his father back. But I mean, he's still wearing the black gear. Yep. So he's a little bit conflicted still, I guess, in this moment. But this is the thing, right? We're, we're talking about this stuff that's like headcanon. It's not real canon, right? Like, show yeah. me that on screen. But I understand that we missed out on those moments just, you know, because of whatever. But I just don't feel like we need to, like, go back and see them at this point. Because, you know, we went from last week, you know, the announcement of all these other Star Wars properties and things coming in. And it, I think I mentioned that I was like, yeah, th- that's a kind of exciting to me because, you know, Star Wars is going in these other directions. But then here we are, you know, and like, it's like Star Wars is like, I don't know, it's like crushing itself again to me because <laughs> it's like, oh no, we're going with, you know, Luke Skywalker, a legacy character. And that's how we're going to wrap up this whole, this whole series. And it's just like, what? Like, it just, I don't know. It just didn't feel right. Yeah. I mean, again, it's a smart choice in how to get rid of Grogu because like when they try to pass it off to Ahsoka, it wouldn't make sense because she's going to have her own show and doing her own thing. And like, not even really a Jedi, but giving it off to Luke to me just means that they're done and gone. And we're not going to see either one of them very much, like maybe a quick visit at some point in the future. You mean Luke and Grogu? Right. Yeah. And that means Grogu, or that means Kylo Ren killed Grogu. It's possible. Yep. Yep. So. Yep. I know there's a lot of speculation online about that, like what happens to Grogu. Just going back a minute for to the to the actual Luke scene, it was weird having him show up, which I which I already you know I guess expressed my thoughts on. But then even as the scene plays out, like it was like real time. I could I was like watching my brain process the the event because it was like yes luke is here and then you know he he cuts through a couple of the droids and i i think you're right with the uh video camera footage that was kind of cool but then like within wow very quickly um i you know i came to the realization i'm like yeah this this doesn't feel right but then the score it was like a funeral or something like it didn't have that you know sort of uplifting star wars music it was like this it was it just felt really weird it was like the score to the mandalorian wasn't giving justice to the legacy character of luke and it was like luke shouldn't be in mandalorian like everything was pointing to like no this doesn't feel right (laughs) and then they do this weird cut because it's like i feel like it was like this the moment was building and building and then they cut to the back to the uh like cockpit or whatever where everyone's you know, hanging out and it, it, I don't know, it broke, it almost broke the moment for me. And then it goes back to Luke and he's cutting through even more guys. And it's, I don't know, it was like a weird edited scene that I didn't feel like the music was right. And I didn't feel like the choice was right. And I don't know, it, I had to watch it twice to make sure I was like, this is a no for me. Yeah. I and mean, it, it fell flat overall. So what do you think is the difference between like this choice and the vader choice because you you do like the vader choice or you did anyway maybe this is compounding and you're i don't know maybe you go, look back in that you think of that differently the vader choice in rogue one yeah you mean yeah i mean 
that's okay because it's actually connecting two movies together, albeit kind of poorly. But, but yeah, well, that's the that's what I'm annoyed about here. Sense. Yeah, is that they they just like you know you know what it felt like is so with um you remember uh it might not just be the the Kenner action toys and it might not even be the, those action figures, but like you say you get like you know, the Han Solo action figure, and then you turn it over to the back and there's like 10 other characters that you can get and they number them or whatever. That's sort of what this season felt like. It was like, yeah, I got the Mandalorian character <laughs> and then you turn it over and you're like, oh, look at all these other characters. And as a kid, you know, that's a great w- thing for me because I'm like, oh yeah, I can't wait to get this guy, you know, looking on the back. But as an adult, I know better what they're doing. They're just trying to sell me more shit. And that's what Mandalorian season two felt like to me now is like, this is just like um, a launch pad for all these other shows and like all these other people, not that we're going to get a Luke show, but it's just like these other characters that show up, they, they just feel like they show up because they're going to do something else with them. And it's like, why aren't we doing stuff with them in this show? Like I felt like it needed more, more content and more like connection with, with this. And it's just, I don't know. It's just, it was really disappointing to watch like a series that I thought was, sort of going in the direction, a different direction for Star Wars, and then just sort of get like crushed by the weight of, you know, you know, that that easy out of like, oh, we'll just throw Luke Skywalker in the end here and everyone's gonna go batshit crazy for him. Well that's a you know, you chalk that up to John Farbro, right? And that's yeah. his that's what succeeded for him in Marvel when he started to do that. You know, at the end scene you start seeing, you know, oh here's a tip off to Thor and Here's Samuel Jackson, and here's Black Widow that's in Iron Man too, but not really. And we're just in, in all that connection, so he looks like he's doing that with Star Wars now. So it might become better later, but he sort of set off the Marvel universe with Iron Man. But I, I thought I would attribute the all the connecting stuff more to Feige. I, I know Marvel had a lot to do with it, but they, I don't. I mean, in that first Iron Man movie, did they have a like a zinger at the end? I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. Uh, I'd have to look back. I don't know. I don't know if it was the if it was a Thor, the Thor hammer. I thought maybe not. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember. Farber was the one that pulled it off. I mean, in this particular situation, you know, you would say Kathleen Kennedy's helming it, but uh, I think she's the. I mean, she's her overall. Yeah, Yeah, she's running the show with Star Wars. But yeah, I, I thought we were in good hands. (laughs) <laughs> Barbro and Filoni in here and then I don't know it just feels like they dropped the ball on this now I mean I mean who knows what you know what happens later but I just feel like we've you know for me like Star Wars has been sort of up and down for a long time and I just think that this this is a this is a down moment for me for Star yeah. Wars it's like man like we need to do something else we don't need these other characters you know all the time and it's just it's just frustrating to watch yeah even though what I'm about to say probably isn't totally true because part of all these new shows that are going to come out, they're all going to kind of intersect with each other anyway going forward. But I think they're trying to get back to the what they intended for The Mandalorian. And, you know, in season three, it'll be back to just being The Mandalorian and doing his, uh, his you know, episodic adventures without Grogu. Because I feel like even since that episode or season one, Grogu to me, it was always like, how are you going to get rid of this kid? Like, you can't just have a show, you know, 
a bounty hunter adventure walking around with a kid all the time it can't always be about people coming after the kid so i think this season a lot had to do with obviously setting up the new shows getting all the cameos fan service and getting rid of grogu so that they can go back to how it kind of started that that's the direction that you you think they needed to do yeah I don't know. I think the whole show works because of Mando and Grogu together. And I think they just, I don't know, they either ran out of ideas or they didn't know how to handle, you know, that, that adventure. And maybe it's because, you know, they knew they were going to put in these other characters, but I just, I, I see what you mean that it makes sense that they, you know, that they can separate the two so that they can do something a little bit different and, I'm not saying that's a bad idea or I'm opposed to it. I just think that what we got, they just, I don't know. They just didn't think about it or something like it just doesn't work. Like it, it, it just, I don't know. See, I still see that it's almost the same setup as season one. And, and I like, yes, I enjoy the relationship between Grogu and, and Mando or Din. I always forget that he has a real name, right? Din but, Jardin. Yeah. But I also liked his relationship with IG. And uh, all the other characters you meet in, in season one and, and this season had the same type of thing as you end up. It's just who he met was more canon than the first season. The first season was like new people, real people, raw people. And now in this season, they're like, well, now we're going to use all these people you already know about. And it still ended in that same way as season one where, OK, now this is the episode where we bring you all back together to finish what we start speaking to the uh the difference between season one and two and bringing the characters back it, it do you think that was sort of maybe some of the struggles that like in season one with the ig unit there was no um you didn't have to link him up to anything so you could do whatever you wanted and you got like a stronger relationship right like when he yeah. dies at the end mm -hmm. you're like damn it really but in this one you know with uh bo-katan and osaka and uh, and Luke, you have to link them up to their timelines. And yep. it's like, you're like, it's hard, it's harder to do maybe, but it, and, and I don't know if that's what you're saying, but what, whatever we got, it just didn't feel as uh, genuine as, as like the IG relationship in season one. Right. I agree. Did you watch the zinger the, of the uh, Boba Fett show? Did you see that? Yep. Book of Boba. Yeah, I was watching the the credits. Like I, I sometimes watch the credits, but not always. But I just left it running, and then it you know it came back, and I'm like, oh shit! You know, I'm glad I <laughs> sat here and watched it because I didn't I didn't know there was anything at the end. And yeah, that'll be so. What is that going to be a crime syndicate with Boba being the new hut leader? Yeah, that'll be interesting. And which both Mando season three and the Book of Boba Fett are supposed to come out next December together release wise so that'll be interesting just speaking of boba fett in this show and him having his his own like i liked seeing them both on screen together i think there was um in the last episode here that when they're trying to recruit bo katan and in her group oh yeah they, i love they, that scene yeah they walk <laughs> into that bar and there's you know they're like side by side and you're like yeah this is sweet you know like i was liking the use of boba fett in here and it's it feels kind of, i think we talked about when they first announced the the Boba Fett spinoff. It was like, what? Really? They're, they're going to have another bounty hunter show? Like, why, why don't they just put, keep them in here? Like, it works. And and, that, and I think the that scene, 
like really underlined that for me. I was like, yeah, we could just have them together. Like this is this is cool. Like I, I think they're doing good stuff with uh, Boba Fett, but yeah, and hopefully they stick a little darker with Boba Fett because he's not as uh, morally aligned as Mando is. So I'm hoping for that. He does keep by a code though, right? Because he does help Mando when he's like, oh no, I'm yeah. I'm bound to you now. Can I help you out? Right. But I just assume you're going to take over a criminal cartel that you're probably, you know, not looking to do good stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but assuming that's what he's doing, who knows? Maybe he's liberating Tatooine. I don't know. But hey, there you go. Now that whole show is going to be based in Tatooine because we love seeing Tatooine. <laughs> Star Wars is uh, one planet. Uh, yeah, yep. I know. That's where I had hope with Mandalorian because in episode what one and two or I, th- I can't remember now but you know we go back i think it's two because we go back to uh tatooine and it was like oh fuck really we're going back here but i feel like they were handled that well where it was like you know pulling from uh, you know original content but then you know sort of expanding on it enough where i don't know it as the season went on, they got worse and worse at that, and, and it just sort of kind of stomped me out with the with the Luke decision. It was like, yeah, that's fucking lazy as hell. Okay, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. And yes, you know what? We're going back to Tatooine again, <laughs> so right. probably gonna have all the other guys show up now. Yes, yeah, we gotta go back. I mean, there's going back to season one, and that's you know, and that's how these fucking companies ruin everything is because they can't just stay with that original formula and the idea that all most all the characters in season one were new fresh faces that we became attached to is probably more that they were taking a chance on this being the first star wars show so they're like no we're not going to give you all this other property to make it succeed like make it succeed on its own prove to us that it's going to be good they proved that and then corporate comes in and is like okay we want 500 spinoffs we want luke skywalker in there (laughs) yeah (laughs) bring all this shit back and you know i'm just hoping that yeah this season was meant to spring a bunch of other uh cash cows to disney plus and then season three will bring us back down to hopefully just follow the fresh characters so you're a little more hopeful i just i just think we've repeated the uh legacy shoehorn tech in one too many times and i'm just like man star wars star wars is like i don't know it feels small it's 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 just not working again and it's just really annoying which in the end it doesn't even matter because my new favorite show will be ahsoka tano anyway so. <laughs> it's still star wars though they'll probably shoehorn something else in they're gonna have hayden christensen be half that show i was like jesus well technically that would be amazing for like, her show but what is i don't know <laughs> it would but the uh, Admiral Thrawn, the reveal, right? Well, that's mm-hmm. going to die out in the Mandalorian because now that we know Ahsoka's having her own show, that was meant to set up her show. Yeah. So her villain is going to be Admiral Thrawn. Yeah, she's probably going to be looking for him, right? At least that's what she said she was doing. Another speculative thing, too, about that finale with Luke is to an extent, I was kind of hoping in a way, too, that with that black and white, don't know what color the lightsaber is, that when it came in, it should have been red. And it was like some stark taking Grogu. Because in the episode also where Grogu got uh, kidnapped and he was in the prison cell and he was fucking up them stormtroopers, throwing them all around. I'm like, that's some dark shit. <laughs> like, like, 
he's not a Jedi, so for all we know, he could be an evil Yoda. I mean, he's in the balance, right? Like he, he doesn't yeah. know which way he's going to go yet. So possible. So he was showing some anger. So it could have been that, and and that you know that'd be a good story arc to like you're you're calling out to Jedi to hear him, but for all you know, it can end up being a Sith. Yeah. So, Maybe CG Luke was uh, that's why it looks yeah, so bad. Yeah. It was a Sith uh, cloning. It's a or like, mask. Yeah, <laughs> 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 it didn't look horrible. Like, like I'm, I'm oh, sort of used. I'm, I'm sort of <laughs> used to the, um, the CG look. So like, it just, I don't know. It doesn't even like phase me at this point. It's like, yeah, it's video game Luke. Okay, <laughs> like, like it's not <laughs> like it doesn't ruin it for me. It's it's the choice that ruined it for me. See, that's where I, I, I feel like I would be more accepting of them just getting an actor that looks like Luke or whatever. I thought it would have been better if they would have done that. Because it, it didn't even sound like Mark Hamill. Like, is that, it, I don't even think it was. It sounded no, weird. Yeah, I don't think so. And, you know, just to, because we're on Luke again, I'm not, it's not like I'm opposed to them using Luke. It's just how they did it. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like it's, it's the same thing with Vader and Darth Maul and now Luke showing up. It's like, hey, we own the property. We're just going to, like, give you two seconds <laughs> of these guys in there. It's like, you, you own the property. Just put them in there. Like, it would work so much better if you actually made them a functional character in whatever movie or show you're putting them in. And instead, it's just like, yeah, you're going to get 30 seconds of them. Like, what? Come on. Come on. Write them in. That's referencing that Darth Vader scene in Rogue One, we had never really seen him kick ass either until that part as Darth Vader, at least. But to that level anyway. Right. And I think that's pulled off more as Vader because it's Vader. But then when Luke comes and kind of just wipes everybody out and crushes them with the force and all that stuff just seems out of character. Like the force crush is like a, a Sith power kind of thing or I mean he was he was overly aggressive. And, <laughs> and like I, I know they are, and you know through the prequels, their Jedi are fighting droids and all that stuff too. But I don't know; it just seemed odd for him to be that aggressive. It, I, th- I think it's because the last you know big act he did, he was like a pacifist, and then so then when you see him do yeah, this other true. thing, you're mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? Luke's a pacifist; he doesn't do this. But I mean, in his youth, he was probably. I mean, at that point, he's the most powerful Jedi, right? So that, that makes sense that he can do all that. But right, and at the time too, he was not—he was not even aggressive attacker fighting the, you know, Emperor and Darth Vader, Return of the Jedi. So I know this takes Wait. place after whatever you fight more, but whoa, whoa, whoa. he wasn't that aggressive. Um, I he throws I, on his lightsaber. Yeah, but he turns to—he <laughs> gives into the dark side in that moment. Wait, what? In Return of the Jedi. That Luke, yeah, he gives into his anger. That's that's what that's what makes him realize that he's he's made the wrong choice. Well, I know, and that's when he goes to being passive. Oh yeah, but I'm just saying <laughs> he he like does get really aggressive in that final fight, but then he's like, oh fuck, I just gave in. I Correct. Just gave in. But... I just gave in. Like Vader, Vader's got to save me now. Yeah, but that's I mean that's what plays into that is okay so now later he's like whatever i'm gonna i'm gonna fuck you all up and, and crush you with my force hands and he was just attacking them he's up and down you're saying right mm-hmm. like you, you thought he already learned his lesson in revenge of the or, uh, return of the jedi yeah yeah that way you know when you think about that that might ruin the obi-wan show too if they although since it's you and mcgregor hopefully that stays on par with at least prequel obi-wan but 
I told you that's why I was nervous about them yeah. doing Obi Wan and bringing Hayden back. It's like, oh fuck, we're gonna, you know, there's gonna, they're gonna have to do all kinds of weird stuff. Yeah, like if they're all of a sudden like, oh, you know, Obi Wan has like secret mistresses, all this stuff. Like, what about like secret missions? Like he's gonna have to go and do stuff, right? Like, yeah. I mean, he's just not gonna be sitting there drinking coffee for right two seasons. Which I think we joked. I thought that, that would be amazing. You just have mm. Obi Wan doing like mundane things in Tatooine, and then like like right. a bumbling old man like going to the grocery store or something on Tatooine. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. that would be so amazing! Right, they should just call it Star Wars Old Ben, <laughs> <laughs> Old Ben Kenobi. Dang it, they should have they should have handed over the Obi Wan series to us. We could have made it really good. <laughs> oh, one other thing is. Did Pedro look different taking his helmet off this time than he did two episodes ago? Like it it felt to me like he looked completely different. Oh, I don't know. I I guess I didn't think about that. The episode where um, they were in that officer's cafeteria or whatever, and he took off his helmet. And then this time when he took, like even the kid, one of my kids said that too, Hmm. that he, he looked different. I don't know. I didn't notice that. I mean, it was it was Pedro. I'm not saying it was someone else. I'm just saying it looked very different from the two episodes. So maybe they were filmed like weeks or months apart or something. Yeah. His hair was a little different. Or mustache. We didn't even mention that that moment, but I thought that was a really good uh, moment in the show. He takes his helmet off and and Grogu yeah. sort of they're saying goodbye to each other again. It felt so weird because it was it was after the Luke moment too, and it seemed like they spent less time on Mando and Grogu and more time on on Luke, and it was just like, oh, this is this is super uneven. Like I like like the the best moment of that episode to me was that where the you know he's saying goodbye and he takes his helmet off, and instead the only the thing we're talking about is the Luke Skywalker moment. You're right, and that totally steals from the setup of the entire show. Yeah. However, I feel like I see more emotion in a helmeted Mando than I do when he takes his helmet off. I don't know why. I have no clue why that is. But uh, I get it. I get what you mean. You just don't. You you have to project a lot of what's going on in Mando's uh, face and in mind because you're just looking at his helmet. Like even going back to Return of the Jedi when Vader is deciding whether to help Luke or not, he's got a helmet on, but you can totally just see. See the wheels turning in there. Yeah. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's good camera work there. They're lingering for a long enough period on on Vader, and there's like the you can see the uh, lightning flashing like on his helmet and all that. It's pretty good. So, yeah, Bo-Katan and Mando. I guess the fight for Mandalore or something will end up being the future storyline. <laughs> yeah, that was the other thing too. Like that, that, I felt like that was sort of like swept under the rug a little bit. But right, Mando does have the darksaber now and it's like uh there's some tension here between him and Pokatan. Yeah. i also wonder if that was intentional on moff gideon's side oh i think so like i feel like it was but at the same time why does he really want to lose because he's about to get captured or killed he was seeing that as his only out he was going to be defeated and he's like oh man I, got, I gotta get these two to go against each other so that they crush each other instead and then i can slip away but it didn't quite work out for him or maybe it did he's still alive and then uh Going back to that bar scene when they went to the, or Boba Katan, uh, when Sasha Banks beat down <laughs> Boba Fett or was fighting with Boba Fett. That was so funny. And then they did the flamethrower thing, like the force push. I'm like, dude, that's not how flames work, man. Oh, they like, like cancel each yeah. other out. <laughs> yeah. 
they'd both be burnt. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. And I like Bo-Katan being pissed about Boba and being like, I've heard your voice a hundred thousand times. You're a dirty ass clone. <laughs> I like I, that. I did like the scene, the previous scene you're talking about where the uh, Boba Fett fights. Uh, I, I don't know the character's name, but the, yeah. the other, the other uh, Mandalorian. And it's like, we've, we were watching Boba Fett and we sort of have this mythical like view of Boba Fett being like the best bounty hunter. And then that, that other Mandalorian is like going toe to toe with them. It's like, Oh shit, this is why you're recruiting these other guys. Cause they're just as good. So yeah, you yeah. need them. Yeah. And, and you know, speaking of Mandalorian in general and the new Boba Fett show and everything is talk about man, the man behind the mask, the original Boba Fett had died. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was pretty sad because you know, they're, they're moving on to, uh, Boba Fett show and the original guy who got sort of like cut out of the Star Wars movies um, passed away. So yeah, it was kind of sad. I don't know how connected they all are, but I like the thought that he got to see Boba Fett return prior to his death, but he unfortunately died before they announced the actual show. But you know, who knows? He probably already knew about it. Or doesn't even care that he was Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah, it's so many years ago now. <laughs> but the. Uh... We didn't even talk about Ahsoka Tano, really. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Shit. That's fine. Uh, that's the power, or that's, the, that's what happens when you add the biggest character in Star Wars into the show, right? It's like he yeah. just takes over, and he was only in it for the end of it. I mean, she was mowing people down, and it's that same type of thing. It's, it's almost, her, her intro in that show was almost like Kylo Ren in Rise of Skywalker right they're both in the woods they're both like annihilating everybody and she's like cutting through trees and people and i mean she's like she's not bad but she's also not good and that's she's the gray jedi with yeah it's what confused me about that like i thought it was a bad guy in that intro and now it that you brought that up it's making me even more confused because how you were saying you know it didn't feel like luke he was too aggressive Mm -hmm. and it and it's making me concerned now because maybe they didn't understand either character or how to present them. It's like, oh, fuck. Like, where are we going to go? But They knew Gosoka because the creator is the one that directed that. I know, so, but me, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I just don't know now. <laughs> just, although I will say that because Ahsoka showed up in her episode, I was a little iffy, right? Like I didn't watch the other Clone Wars. And so it wasn't like a big moment to me. I was like, who the fuck is this kind of thing? Which is still, I think, a problem in season two. But having seen Luke show up, it made me feel, uh, in an odd way, it made me feel a little bit better about Ahsoka because they're like, it it just, just because I don't know anything about her. So it's like, she's getting her own show. So we'll explore, you know, what she's all about, which it just, it's still annoying that, I just don't know anything about her and she's in the Mando show like these other characters, but I, I think it's fun to see. It will be fun to see another Jedi that I just don't know about. And I wonder, that's what's hard. It's still on the Ahsoka show. We didn't really know anything about Mando, right? I mean, they yeah. really, I mean, I guess in the first season, they, they right from the get go, we didn't know anything. It took the whole season to really learn more about him. And we were even learning more stuff about him in season two. So that's why I always take, like, with introducing Ahsoka, I know she has a backstory. You don't have to know the backstory for that story, you know, to continue on. Hopefully they're going to bring all that 
to attention. I agree with you, but just do that in the Ahsoka show. There was just no reason for her to be in Mando. Like, I, I mean, it's, I think it's cool they're doing an Ahsoka show, but in will in, you know, do the same thing that you did with Mando on that show. Like, I want to know about her, but to just put her in one episode, if you can't really make it like, because like, I, I mean, I was just questioning, like, why, why are we watching her? Like, who is this? It, it, it just didn't, it just doesn't, it just seems too choppy to me, I guess. That's where I go with the, the, I really may need to start pulling up a cast list when we talk because I totally forget their names all the time. But the, I think I say Ahsoka's name wrong all the time. So yeah, I think you're right. The uh, uh, the Marshall, uh, as the Cara, kids call Cara her, is Marshall. Yeah. Is, is her name is in the show. I mean, that's yeah. another example of a character who we don't really know anything. We accept her as she was. And there's rumblings that at some point she'll have her own show too where we would actually get more into the backstory of her being on Mandalore. And, or not Mandalore, Alderaan. So that should be fine. But one one reason I love Ahsoka too, I always have. That's why I was excited they brought her in live action is b- because of because of Vader. She's at another emotional attachment to Vader aside from Luke, aside from Obi Wan, his brother and master and father figure, and Luke's son, and. Now Ahsoka was his Padawan, and there was a whole bunch with that. So I just hope that all gets explored. And hey, yes, they're bringing uh, Hayden Hayden back. Well, no, they can't because the timeline he would already be dead. So that would. Yeah. See, th- this is okay. So I was just saying how I was like r- ready for another Jedi with Ahsoka and her show, and looking forward to that. And now that you just said like it ties this to Anakin Skywalker, that has me so fucking nervous because it's like I don't need to see that anymore. Like, get away from Skywalker. Like, I I just there's enough to do outside of them. And yeah, I, for, I forgot about Hayden Christensen coming back. Like, oh, fuck. Oh, I mean, fuck. they can only use him we're as gonna a see flashback. Luke, we're going to see Luke again over and over again. That's what's going to happen. Jesus Christ. I hope not because it would be <laughs> CGI Luke. So, I'm just saying we're going to see Luke-like moments. You know, it made me think too, is like what I was just saying about the emotional connection with Vader, uh, with all these other characters. And one person that never got that was Leia. <laughs> well, there's no story really. I mean, yeah, she not in the way I'm talking. Though. I mean, no, yeah, I, no I'm saying, with them, but uh, Carrie Fisher died before Rise of the Skywalker, and I think that's part of that movie's problem is that they were going to show, or she was going to be more of a focal point of that one. So, I mean, that's I think they were ready to do that. It's just, yeah, we we just didn't get it because Carrie Fisher died. Well, no, I mean the attachment directly to vader like she had no real relationship with vader as being her father like luke did oh yeah in the original yeah she just like found out like oh hey darth vader was my dad and you killed him well okay to be fair like return of the jedi there's some weird shit happening in that movie right because there's that reveal and then it's like luke and leia are brother and sister and it's like what oh fuck Mm -hmm. we we just kissed in the last movie (laughs) <laughs> so yeah there's some weird shit that happens in the in the third the, th- the third movie so yeah, yeah. we got well yeah probably a year until the next star wars show comes up uh we get back to mandalorian and everything so we probably won't have a whole lot of star wars stuff to be talking about <laughs> we, we we're breaking on star wars until we review every single movie starting next week. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll have watch episodes. Everything. <laughs> but 
now now like i think we mentioned in a past episode we'll be uh switching to marvel the year of marvel <laughs> yeah, it's uh january 15th is uh wandavision right so yeah. we'll probably be talking about that 